All right. Thank you, Tom. Hi, everybody. I'm Jim, addict and alcoholic, and uh, very nervous. I, I feel like I'm not really sure why. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but um, but there you go. Um, thanks again for asking me, Tom. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. I guess I don't know where to start. I, at the beginning, uh, I do remember the first time I did this, I was just as nervous as I am now. And someone told me to, uh, just tell the truth. <laughs> I can't, I can't really fuck up if I do that. So, um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I go blank sometimes when I do this. Um, when I first, I do. I don't know why I go blank, but here I am. Um, yeah, I'm an addict and I'm an alcoholic. And I started drinking when I was 13. And um, well, I had my first real drunk when I was 13. And I, I actually hated it. I did not. I got arrested. Um, I didn't run when the police showed up, which was the last time I did that as a teenager. After that, I always ran when the police came. But uh so I had a lot of consequences the first time I, I got drunk. I, I got uh, the police took me back to school. I was in a new a new school. And in uh, in that place, let's see, they they wouldn't let me. I guess they did like a little eighth grade graduation. So as my punishment, I wasn't allowed to attend attend that. Um, that graduation, but um, a few months later, I I started high school and uh, I met a few people. I was really shy. I didn't know anybody and I was in a new town and uh, was skateboarding a lot. And I met some, I met some friends who became like all through high school, my, my tight group of people. And uh, I got drunk again. I had some beer. And as soon as I started drinking, then all I wanted to do was get fucked up. So um, beer wasn't really cutting it for very long because I, I, I didn't like the taste. I had to drink too much. So, so I quickly switched to hard alcohol. Um, and I love, I, I had fun while I was doing it, but I was also already using it to suppress, um, a lot of discomfort. Um, you know, I, I, I drank at school all the time. I, I would get a hall pass. I kept bottles in my, in my locker. Um, it wasn't long before. The one thing I didn't really ever say was no. Like um, once I, once I got going, I took all the drugs that were offered to me at, at, at any time. Um, that really kind of started more like 15 Um and and that was that was high school all the way through for me. Um, I was expelled. I I um, I didn't care actually. I worked. I, I had a job, which was how I I kept getting the alcohol and drugs that I needed. Um, I was never able to be. I tried being a dealer a couple times, but I I really sucked at it. I uh, <laughs> I used everything I had. Um, but uh, um, 
let's see. I, I'd already my parents were 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 teenagers. They were young. They were very young when they had me. And there was alcoholism and and drug addiction was already a big part of my family. Um, my mom had recovered. She had gone through NA and when I was like 10, no, eight or nine, something like that, 10. So, you know, I knew about AA and NA. Occasionally they would, you know, grab me and bring me to a meeting. So I sort of heard a little bit about the lingo, the lingo, the things that I heard. I would go to some of those meetings and Al-Anon meetings, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I just was there because I was being drugged there. I, I didn't really care about them. Um, um, yeah, sorry. This is a little harder today than I thought it would be. I thought I'd be able to just kind of start and, and go through uh, through what, what happened. But I guess for the drinking part, the short, the long and the short of it is that I I kept doing that all the way through. I kept drinking and using drugs all all the way through until my late forties. Um, I I kept everybody sort of at a distance. You know, I tried to manage my relationships in a way that. Actually, I didn't realize a lot of the things that I was doing until I got sober. Like I didn't realize how much I lied to people and how many secrets I kept. I thought that I was an open book when I was really kind of anything but. Um, I got... Uh, where was I? <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Um, I'm just going to jump to the, I'm just going to jump to the end. In 2020, I, uh, in January, 2020, I, I had, was still drinking a lot. Um, wasn't doing a lot of drugs, mostly just smoking weed, but, uh, still drinking a lot. I went out with my truck. Um, I went out to, uh, to do some work on a Friday night and I got, I, I stopped after work with my brother and I got shit face drunk, drove home drunk for the, I don't know, every time I ever, I ever drank, I drove drunk. I, I never could, I could never be a designated driver. I could never say I'm going to have two drinks and then drive home. I just, it didn't never, I never did that the whole time I was using and drinking. Um, my wife was calling me while I was out. She kept saying, Hey, will you take an Uber? And I kept saying, yeah, I'll take an Uber home. Knowing full well that I would never leave my truck full of all of its tools anywhere. Um, so I drove home. I ran over my neighbor's yard. I, I mean, it was in a rainstorm. I sank into the yard, destroyed half their plants, pulled, uh, pulled in, got in bed, and told my wife woke up and said, did you take an Uber home? And I said, yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, and um, I woke up early. I went outside and I tried as hard as I could to 
like pressure wash the mud off my truck and I had a shovel and I was trying to make my neighbor's yard look like I didn't, I didn't destroy it. And, uh, that was, that was it. So I came inside and decided, right, that I'm a bit of an extremist. So I just, I walked in and I said, I'm going to quit drinking. That was the first time I ever said I'm going to quit drinking. Uh, and I did, I, I, I didn't have a, I never had a drink again, um, or haven't had a drink since. But I really didn't quit because I wanted to stop or I did it as an extreme reaction to getting really out of a big fucking fight, um, which is so weird because I had no intention of doing anything else different. By the end of the day, I was already thinking, how am I going to do this? So my next thought was, I will just... I will just smoke weed every time I have a craving for alcohol. So I spent the next year more or less comatose, um, smoking, eating edibles, occasionally taking pills. That was never, I, I was kind of an equal opportunist and sort of lazy. So whatever came my way, I would take. Um, but the misery that, that, that kept coming during that year. I, many weekends I was just on the couch sort of in a vegetable state, you know, um, because even though I was still using, was smoking, when I stopped drinking was my best suppressant. That's what I realized. It suppressed my, all the pain and misery and just a, all of that stuff, alcohol suppressed that better than anything else for me. Um, so I started having memories of like childhood trauma coming back. Um, all, all this, all this stuff started coming to a head. I'm still running a business, but in the last few months of, of 2020, every day I would come home and just, I heard in the meetings, like about the itty bitty shitty committee, you know, whispering in your ear, you're a piece of shit. You suck. Fuck you. Everything you say is stupid. All that was just a constant. Um, it was just constantly going on in in uh, in my head to the point that in January of 2021, well, it started in the end of 2020. Like I started not really thinking that I I wanted to commit suicide, but rather having very vivid images of of shooting myself and 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 the whole thing happening in my shop and uh i didn't say anything about it like the second or third i don't know maybe the fourth time that happened was january maybe 25th 2021 and um no i'm sorry yeah i think I, it was something like that it was a sunday night and that desire or more like that idea being floated out as a possible solution was getting stronger and stronger to the point where I was starting to open a safe that had a pistol in it. And, and I, that something jerked, something in me stopped and, and came out of the room and told my wife what was happening. 
like I had never, I, I was my moment of like, I'm fucked and I, I don't know what to do and I need help. Um, and I remembered, or I just, I, the only thought that came to my mind is that I need to like go to AA or something. I need to get help. And AA was the only thing I, that came to mind. So if I remember correctly, it was basically the 27th. I, I went online. It was a pandemic and uh and i found my first meeting and i've just considered that my my sobriety day ever since and uh you know it was like i said the pandemic so the first meeting i went to had like 168 people and it was massive and it it was perfect for me because i i could kind of just hide and listen and people were saying things that I thought all the time, but it never said out loud to anyone. So I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, and, and I saw someone who had just relapsed sharing and they were like, they just, they had that look of, I, I couldn't figure out how it felt when I saw shame. I, I, I saw it on someone else's face. Like two things. One, I could, I saw shame and I was like, Oh fuck, that's what I'm, that's what this is. I don't even know what my feelings are most of the time. And then also the guy was just basically telling on himself. He was just being honest and and saying, calling himself out in, in a group of other people. I don't think I realized all that at the time, but looking back, I think that was what struck me right away. Um, Yeah, and then um, ever since then, <laughs> ever since then, I've been coming to meetings. I started going. Uh, these were just regular sort of traditional meetings, which were challenging for me. Um, and I started looking up around online. I found AA Agnostica. Um, I actually found Tusnua right away, but it seemed like going to a meeting in Ireland seemed a little too much. I, I don't know. I was like, I didn't want to do that right away. So I just was reading AA Agnostica, um, learning a little bit more about secular AA, um, taking suggestions. I did get a sponsor from a traditional meeting right away, and I started, I started taking most of the suggestions, which was also uh, the opposite of what I would normally do, you know. Um, except when he, 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 I'm a people pleaser and I'm conflict adverse for sure. And he told me that I need to get down on my knees and pray every day. And my first thing was like, okay, I'll do that. Knowing as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm not going to do it. Um, so as I drove away, I called him right away and said, you know, actually, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to get on my knees and pray. That's one thing I can tell you. And I'm being honest. Which to me was like, was a good, was great. Like, because I, I normally wouldn't have done something like that. I would have just lied to him, gone off and and done my own thing. Um, uh, yeah. Then I found Tusnua. Um, Mark posted a, a link in a traditional meeting and I just clicked it and and uh, I started finding people more, I mean, more people talking about um, literally fucking everything that they're going through in life. Oh, which I did. I do remember hearing a, um, 
a speaker early on and uh, realized that he was really further along in sobriety and 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 much more um maybe much more like he's been through a lot and he just seemed so normal that i was like i can't i can't fucking handle this this is like i, I wanted I, I wanted to leave the meeting um and when the when he was done everybody so many people were like wow that was fantastic i got so much out of your share and it, it made me reconsider that I, I should uh I should um I don't know where I was going with that actually <laughs> what I was what made me think of it at first was later looking back I realized that the, that person was talking about his day-to-day sober life and it wasn't all turmoil and misery and I think at the moment that's why I couldn't identify because I was so I was so kind of in it, in, in, in all that, that um, discomfort that I still get into that, uh, that I couldn't hear. I guess I just couldn't hear what I didn't know yet. Um, I don't think I'm making any, <laughs> any sense anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um yeah, but, but coming here has caused me to, or helped me to learn how to f- take suggestions. Not that people make, just listening to what other people are going through, realizing that I can, when I'm going through something, rather than just keeping it all in my head, that that this is a safe and a smart place to to let it out. Um to learn from other people and um, I don't know what else. I'm sorry. I I think that's all I have. I'm glad to be here. I I, um, would much rather hear what other people have to say as usual. (laughs)